Stephen King, September, rolling right along. Troy already popping a beer before we even start. And uh, we're done with it. We're done talking about it. I've already offended all of uh, all of Catholicism with my latest theory. So we're, you know what? We're going to put that subject to bed and talk about something else, Stephen King. Something that's so good that we locked it in a spare bedroom and uh, we might have broken its legs. We're talking about the winner of the Review Return Random Movies 6, Misery. What do we think? Is this movie the number one fan of us? Are we its number one fans, I mean? Works either way. Either way, we're getting hobbled. <laughs> either way, we're getting hobbled. We're going to lose a leg here on a very uh, deep in the snowy mountains edition of the review. Review. Troy, you dirty birdie. What? <laughs> Oh, I forgot you can't swear this whole episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show with two small town dudes who have big PG opinions <laughs> for this rated R movie. <laughs> I'm Troy to the max extreme. And uh, curse words are below me. <laughs> I don't need to use curse words. Nope. Although I lost it when she yelled cocksucker at the last... Uh, <laughs> I know, right? That I last like, moment where she loses it and just calls him a cocksucker, I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't know I heard that at first. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's that's what it was. Oh, I, like, I, had, I, had, I had subtitles on because Molly, for some reason, loves watching shit with subtitles. And the, plain as day... She says, you cocksucker. <laughs> I have a funny story about subtitles about this movie, and I'll get to it during our review. Awesome. But before we get into that, G, I like a story. <laughs> it's a very quick story, but I think you'll get a chuckle out of it. I like it. Fred Dreshring over here. <laughs> Let's get into some news, JT. Okay. Don't got a ton of stuff this week. Okay. I got a ton of stuff. Maybe a bit slow. Okay. I've got some stuff. Okay. Great. 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 That's great. Great. Uh, John Wick 3, mm -hmm. Parabellum, mm -hmm. is slowly becoming. Oh, no. I'm going to say quickly. Quickly. Uh, Lion, Lion's Gates. It's hard to say because it's Lionsgate. Yeah. Uh, best selling home release since the Hunger Games Jesus. Uh, movies. Jesus. The only one that it hasn't beaten yet is Mocking Jay Part 1. Otherwise, wow. John Wick 3 is at like Lionsgate's best home release wow. in many years. Jesus. I know. That being said, they've like. I think already thinking about a John Wick four, and not to spoil, but I did watch it this past week. I'll talk about it more in my what I've been watching. But they do build to a, a fourth one, and I think they're still doing that Continental thing. Is that still yeah? There's be a supposed thing? to be a show like I think it's on USA or something. Supposed to be so. It's a hot like everyone knows. It's already a hot franchise. Yeah, but it actually kind of blew me away. Yeah, that. It's like performing as well 
as like the Hunger Games movies, which were like phenomenons. Yeah. For like a few years. But John Wick has been slowly building up as like a kind of its own kind of cult classic. Mm-hmm. In sorts. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and, like, I haven't seen anything past the first one. And the first one never really blew me away that I was like, yeah, that was awesome. Like, it was good. It's so fucking insane now. So, I need to just watch the rest of it. I think you liked one of them, but I live-tweeted, like, the first half hour of this. (laughs) I I watched the first half hour of this during my lunch break, and I live-tweeted it because it's... It's insane. I was started to like really enjoy him by the time you're writing in all caps, <laughs> dude. I couldn't believe what was happening. <laughs> it was great. It was it was great. I'll Man. bring up I'll bring up some. Uh, we'll get to, to it. Just to just to <clears throat> to keep you guys on on the edge. I'll bring some of them up in uh, in my what I've been watching for it. Ooh. But good lord, you're edging that first the half hour. <laughs> um. The Breaking Bad movie, JT, coming up real soon, El Camino, yeah, is uh, only, it's going to be in theaters, but yeah. only for one weekend, Ooh. so catch it while you can. That weekend being October 11th through the 13th, yeah, it's coming up pretty soon here, mm-hmm. it's right around the corner, but fear not, if you cannot make the theatrical release, oh, yeah. it will drop on Netflix mm-hmm. the same day. And we do have a, <clears throat> we do have a free week. Free week, that. so uh, I'm thinking uh, maybe we can do weekend? like a we can do kind of an El Camino slash Breaking Bad retrospective for one of our shows. Free week, I like yeah. it. Okay, I like it. Okay, uh, you may be asking JT why isn't he putting it on AMC where the show was hosted? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, the the director <laughs> Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Gilligan is it Gillian? Gil- Gilligan. The director Vince Gilligan (laughs) credits Netflix to its popularity because once it started dropping on the streaming service, a lot of people took hold on it and binged it there. Oh yeah, rather than watch it as it was coming out on AMC. I think even I think Vince Gilligan's also done like interviews where he said like AMC did a really shitty job when it came to like promoting it. (laughs) Oh yeah, because AMC didn't even know what it was. Uh huh. So, like, they were about ready to cancel it, and then, like, right when it got on Netflix, people started binging it, and then, like, their next season, I think it was, like, the third season, like, did Gangbusters, so AMC was like, oh, this is such a good show, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll start really promoting it, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> thanks. Because I got into it late, you were telling me it's great. Yeah. And I think it was maybe just starting its fourth season by the time I hopped onto it. Yeah. And then it was all on Netflix at that point. Or I borrowed the disc from you. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I binged it all, like, fairly quickly. Yeah. To start the fourth season. Yeah. Like, when it was coming out. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty, pretty good time. Pretty yeah. good time. It's good. But I can't remember if after that, I think I only hit, like, one season when I was on TV. Otherwise, I just waited for it to be over and just watched all of it at once. <laughs> I, remember, I, I liked remember. it so much, I got, like, their big collector barrel mm-hmm. of the DVDs. Mm-hmm. So that was so back, that was back when I had that's, that was back when I had a lot of money to burn. <laughs> like, I was still living at my parents and shit, and uh-huh. I was like, I had, like, a full-time job living at my parents, so I would just buy the dumbest shit. Yeah, yeah those are the days, right? <laughs> 
My mom has told me to my face I can't move in with her anymore <laughs> ever again. I'm fairly certain during an emergency she would let me, but otherwise yep. she likes her. Even own then, space. she'd probably still put like a time time <laughs> yeah. stamp on it. Just circle the next week on yeah. the calendar. She would get a calendar and be like, "You leave after this. You have one week, yeah. one calendar you week." You do realize my left, ev- I lost everything. One, one week. week. <laughs> <laughs> get your shit together. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it'll air same day on Netflix, October 11th, but yeah. it'll also probably air on AMC sometime in the future. Maybe at some edited capacity. Maybe. Who knows? Um, did you hear about this, JT? That RDJ uh, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, Iron Man himself, is... No re- more. He's dead, though. Well. Spoiler. I mean, yes. R.I.P. <laughs> but... That's what makes this news so surprising. What? That there's a rumor that circulated that uh, he'll be showing up in the Black Widow movie. Well, it's supposed to be like a a flashback film of sorts. It is. It's uh, right after Civil War, I believe. Yeah. But uh, that being said, not a whole lot of other people have been uh, rumored to be in there, but RDJ. Maybe RDJ wants to get one last hurrah. Coming back. So, do you... um, They actually talked about this on, I think, the last episode of the Weekly Planet. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Robert Downey Jr. would, like, license his likeness for Disney to use for Marvel films? So he doesn't actually have to be there, but make like a million dollars for his appearance oh, anyway. I thought that was already a thing that they could do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's like in contracts or whatever that you can't use a likeness without him actually being there or whatever. But like, I believe he is that kind of person. Yeah. Not that that's bad. No. Because I'm like, I'll make money for not being there. You can use my likeness. From what I've garnered from how Robert Downey Jr. is treating all this shit, he's gotten to the point now where it's like. As long as they get paid for, I don't give a shit. Yeah, but I, I, I think he honestly likes being the character, though. Oh yeah. So, I think also Chris Evans really liked being Captain America as well, but he just kind of like wants to do something else for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I could also see him like doing a cameo in something yeah. as well. I know that's like the thing that's about Marvel that always would be like I don't know if I would be able to do it where it's like you live. That. Yeah, for years. Where it's like, yeah, like even if you do something else, it's like, well, does it fit in with who you are in, in Marvel? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, shit. Okay. That's why I'm <laughs> looking forward to this Knives Out movie to see, like... Yeah, see him do friggin- something different. Yeah. Just to, like as a... Even if it's just like a refresh, something refreshing. Because he was yeah. like in Snowpiercer and all that stuff, too. Yeah. But he was like still like a stoic-esque action hero kind of but then at the end like he he confesses to some shit where it's like jesus christ yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i guess it's not so you know truth and justice yeah yeah whatever heroic like rose tinted glasses you had of him at that point (laughs) have been thrown out the window when he says some shit (laughs) i guess he'd be less heroic and more just protagonist yeah more like he's leading a group of people that are getting shit on Uh uh-huh granted they've all done their fair share of shitting in the past yeah everyone shits in the pot everyone shits in the pot is that a saying sure (laughs) Shits in the pot (laughs) copyright copyright podcast anybody says that you owe us a fucking Mm -hmm. grand um 
And the last bit... Well, actually, I have two more bits of news. I oh. just remembered another one. So you're a liar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the cast list for the Suicide Squad came out. I saw... Yeah. Did you see that huge Jesus cast? Christ. And it looks like James Gunn has taken a ton of people he worked with with Guardians as I well. Know. Over. <laughs> James Gunn just like hosted a party and is like, by the way... You all sign the guest list. That means you all have to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's got um, a few people back. Um, I'm going to pull up the... I know a lot of the names on there were like... you. Were, I'm sure, I think like 75% of the names on there were like not even in the first movie. No, for sure. No. <laughs> um, it's like Margot Robbie and... Um, uh, fucking, uh, Jai Courtney, I think, are, like, the only two I saw that were, like, in the original movie. Yep. And, like, everyone else is completely fucking new. <laughs> uh, but they've got, like, Taika Waititi is in it. Um. Or Joel, Ki- or Joel McKinnon is in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Fucking, uh. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Um. Or Joel Kinnaman, that's his name. Fuck. Who played, like, uh, yeah, the fucking cop dude. Rick Flag, is it? I think it is is Rick Rick Flag. Flag. Anyway, um, John Cena is in it. Uh, Flula Borg is in it. Flula Borg, (laughs) that freaking German comic. (laughs) Nathan Fillion, Sean Gunn. Nathan Fillion will be fun. Uh, Pete Davidson from SNL is in it. Yeah, I heard we that. We said that like a yeah. few weeks ago. Steve Agee is in it. Taika Waititi. Peter Capaldi. Uh, yeah, Peter Capaldi is a weird ass. Viola Davis is back. Idris Elba is in there. Yeah. Michael Rooker is in there. God. And that's just like half of them. Yeah. Those are the ones that I just know off the top of my head. Yeah. Otherwise, some of these other people... I'm I think someone sure. like, tweeted something where it's like, did you ever imagine you'd live long enough to see Aegis Elba, Pete Davidson, and... <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Peter Capaldi in the same movie? <laughs> so, like, I'm looking for it. And it, it was also tweeted out, like, no one is safe. So, like, I just hope they, like, off half the cast. Jesus. Especially, like, the yeah. big names. Like, oh, yeah. Idris Elba and Nathan Fillion. <laughs> they just like, they, like die. eat each other. <laughs> yeah, they eat each, they eat the living shit out of each other <laughs> and just die. <laughs> That'd be great. What if they kill Harley Quinn first scene? I hope they fucking do. And then everyone's like, "Well, doesn't she have another moment Jesus. coming out?" And then the whole who cares? I'm James Gunn. And then you have like. Freaking Suicide Squad 2 beginning explained videos for the rest of all time and perpetuity. <laughs> Why do they do this? <laughs> uh, the last bit of news I got, JT, a uh, little small bit of news, but do you uh, do you remember the Harbinger and Bloodshot movies that Valiant Comics sold off to Sony uh, to make? Vaguely? For, well, it was like a couple years ago. So, wasn't like Vin Diesel supposed to be like Bloodshot, yeah, bloodshot. or something? So... Apparently, the rights to Harbinger has been sold off now to Paramount Pictures to get that thing going. And apparently, uh, production into Bloodshot has already started. Mm -hmm. So they may be coming uh, sooner than we think. Uh, Even though I thought they'd be out by now because I heard this news like years ago. Yeah. But that also begs the question, they were going to build up to like a crossover movie between the two franchises. Okay. But now with them at different studios, 
this may not happen. Yeah. Unless Sony wants to play ball with other studios. Now that Sony's got, like, their big heavy hitter, they're just like, you know what? Fuck you two. Fuck this. We don't need <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah. You can have that one. You can have that bullshit. <laughs> we uh, got our own. So, yeah, that's that's the only interesting thing I got. I don't know why Sony wouldn't want to hold all those cards unless they think they got a stinker on their hands or something. But I don't know. We'll see, won't we? That's all I got. They're that's just a- so shallow where it's like, who, who are these again? Who are the harbungers? Who's the... Hairbringer and blood poop. <laughs> That's some poor vision if you think shot looks like poop. He called the shot poop. <laughs> he called the shit poop. Blood shit. Can you imagine if that was the name of the fucking movie? Blood shit. Uh, it'd get over really well in theaters. <laughs> I bet. Just people's... I'm, I want one for blood shit. <laughs> like in front of kids. Me and the old lady will have two for blood shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're making it a date night. want two for blood shit. <laughs> Troy Thomas Middle Ditch. Yeah. It's about to be in that last season of Silicon Valley. Yeah. I know you and Chelsea said you've been getting into it. Yep. But uh, it, it appears that uh, Thomas Middleditch is writing a new comedy series with his wife oh about their lives as a swinging couple. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I guess they, they live a swinging lifestyle and they're going to write a comedy based on oh. their lives. Swinging 60s, here I come, baby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Austin Powers. So. so, are you interested in that at all, Troy? Yeah, I'm interested in anything Thomas Middleditch is in or does. Yeah. I think he's, like, one of the funniest people in entertainment right now. Oh, dude, right yeah. Now. He, he, like, he's one of those guys where, like, you see him and you're just like, okay, you're kind of weird. But then, like, the minute he starts talking, you're like, oh, you're you're very funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, he's probably, anytime he's on, like, an episode of Comedy Bang Bang, it's, like, the Mus- best one. Must listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's great in anything else. He, he's going to show up in the Zombieland 2 mm-hmm. as well as like as like Jesse Eisenberg's like doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Troy, a lot of shit's been dropped on uh, the streaming services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got blood a lot. Blood shit has been dropped. Blood shit has been, blood shit has been dropped. <laughs> A lot, uh, but before I get into, uh, NBC put out a lot of shit, but before I get into that, HBO Max mm-hmm. has bought the exclusive rights to <gasps> The Big Bang Theory. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck them. <Who> cares? <laughs> Fuck them. Okay. Isn't that CBS? Why wouldn't, C- why would CBS let that happen? And There's a lot of crazy shit going on. Like, I think, like, uh, I wish I would have wrote it all down, but, like, NBC put out, like, their their thing for uh, their NBC uh, Universal streaming app called, listen to this, it's called Peacock is the name of their Great. fucking streaming service. Great. It's dumb as fuck. Great. And they, uh, they've pretty much just done nothing but buy a shit ton of, like, old shows. Uh-huh. And even, like, their new content is, like, just reboots of shit. Right. Like, uh, like uh, they're uh, going to reboot Battlestar Galactica. 
Okay. And they're doing a reboot of Saved by the Bell. Uh, okay. Where it, it's they're they're bringing back members of the original cast. Oh God. To play with, as teens. No. Yeah. To play as I wish. <laughs> oh my God. But, I'd watch uh, that. <laughs> but for sure, they're bringing back Elizabeth Berkeley and uh, fuck, who's the guy that played Slater? Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. But then, like, I heard a thing on a podcast today where they they put out, like, a synopsis of what it's supposed to be about. And I guess Zach Morris is the governor of California. Oh, no. And they did something where, like, because they're running out of money, he has to put schools together. And one of them being Bayside with, like, another low-income high school. And they all have to learn to get together. Where I'm like... That almost sounds like it could be offensive. <laughs> sounds <laughs> like it's a, an excuse for somebody to write offensive material. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that sounds bad. I don't think I would want to watch anything. Yeah. Just then, put and, them as teens, like Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer style. But like everything beyond that, like I think all they all NBC has really bought for their streaming service is like nothing but. Like old sitcoms. Oh yeah, they're gonna just be riding on that office. Like I think friends. they they bought like Cheers. They brought they bought Frasier back. Like yeah, Friends, The Office, just all these like old fucking sitcoms. And then yeah. like even their original material is just rehashings of old shit. Yeah. Which <laughs> th- those sitcoms are great, but like. For what cost? But like, yeah. didn't one of these that we were talking about not that long ago said they were going to offer it for free? Was it this one? The universal? I think it NBC was a rumor. One? I think now they're going to charge because now they're like buying up all this bullshit. Okay. Okay. But they're like going like out of their way to like spend a fuck ton of money to buy this shit up. Hmm. But wouldn't they own it? You mean just buy the rights back from other services that it's yeah, already on? Yeah, because they had to buy... What was it? Yeah, because they had to buy back the rights of The Office from Netflix. Yeah. And they did that for, like... It was, like, almost, like... It was some crazy amount, like, $600 million. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Like, it's a, it was, like, a fuck ton of money they had to use to, like, buy back the rights to their own show. God. Oh, my God. You know, it's going to be a bummer, though, when, like, those big sitcom-y things, like, do leave Netflix. Because, like... Yeah. That's pretty much what we fall asleep to, like, any I know. Any like, given almost night. everything that Netflix has now is getting bought back from other streaming services to be used by them. Yeah. But Netflix does... Did buy the rights to another sitcom <laughs> that you could look forward to. What is they this? They have bought the rights... To Seinfeld. Oh, I did see this. Okay. That was a big deal because Hulu bought it, like, just yeah. a few... Not even that long ago. Yeah. Okay. But I guess, like, like Seinfeld has become... Is, like, waning in so much... Is waning in its popularity that, like, Netflix even got, like, kind of a deal on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. It was still, like, $100 million yeah. or something. But it was, like... It was way less than what they were go- what they were trying to buy it for when they wanted to to begin with. Okay. And they got Friends instead. Mm-hmm. But now NBC's bringing is like buying Friends back from them. For so I'm like, well, we need million. something. Yeah. So it's like, well, fuck, we need something. I w- we've been recently watching Friends at night. Yeah. Like to go to bed too. 
I really like that show. <laughs> like, I hate... I don't know why it, like, embarrasses me to say it that I like Friends. Yeah. But I, I do. I like Friends. It's good. Yeah. Besides, like, the late 90s, early 2000s homophobia yeah. in, in some episodes. Yeah. And some episodes are just, like, kind of offensive now. <laughs> yeah. But a majority of them are not. Mm-hmm. I think the cast works well together. I like it. Yeah, I know Molly likes to fall asleep to Frasier, so I'm sure she's gonna try and finagle me into getting. But I, I just don't. This NBC app just rubs me the wrong way. Like they're yeah. just like, we're not even gonna try and make new shit. We're just going to either rehash old shit or just show old shit. <laughs> I I don't want to knock their business model because I think it's the old shit that people want to see. What's one thing that's current that people want to see from NBC? That's true. <laughs> I know. We're going to do our I test have... pilot episode like in two weeks, and I'm sure we're not going to revisit any of that shit we're going to talk about. None of the titles even sound <laughs> vaguely interesting to me. <laughs> so, there you have it. Well, there you go. Well, uh, speaking of Netflix, Troy... Mm-hmm. I like how we went from the Big Bang Theory to just talking about NBC yeah. only specifically. Well, streaming services. You got it. Streaming so, it's like it's all there was a it was like a big streaming service like dump like everyone uh-huh. was just like well they got they got this but we got this uh-huh. and I was like okay we get it yeah cool you guys can buy sitcoms yeah cool 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 yeah cool, cool, cool buy cool. old ass sitcoms that like you might like get the attention of like people for a little bit until they're like yeah i watched it all (laughs) i guess i could just watch it again (laughs) i don't know uh but speaking of netflix troy uh jane lynch yeah she's always good yep she's teamed up with cindy lopper oh my goodness to develop a golden girl style comedy on netflix okay that sounds okay yeah Cindy Lauper makes me like raise an eyebrow. I know. I don't know. She seems. I like Cindy Lauper. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I've seen her in a ton of stuff. Yeah. I don't even know. But if Jane I could Lynch tell is you. always good. Yeah, Jane Lynch is good. So like, if she's behind it, like I have more faith in it. Yeah. It was like Cindy Lauper wants to do Golden Girls thing alone or whatever. I'll be like, <laughs> she uh, wants to play all the characters. All the char- you know, in what? A maybe Golden- I would watch that. <laughs> She plays all of the characters and just see her very quickly go insane. I'm the older one. <laughs> I'm the hussy. <laughs> I'm the slut. <laughs> I'm the southern slut, Mona Me. I'm the big one. <laughs> and I'm the sweet one that won't die. <laughs> Uh, let's do it, Cindy. Let's yeah, get it all. Do it all. Let's make it happen. And my last bit of news, Troy, and I'm surprised I didn't bring this up because this is kind of like the weirdest thing that came out of this week all that right. I thought you would you would have heard of. I probably have. And it's I... kind of a rumor mill. Oh. So you might want to reopen the rumor mill. <laughs> There's a rumor out there, Troy, that for the MCU's X Men. Oh, I didn't hear about this. That uh. The person they have in mind to play Magneto uh-huh. is Denzel Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. 
What do you think of that? I think it's a very out there choice. <laughs> to play I think it would, I think it'd be interesting, especially being like a reimagining, because, like in all honesty, you can't fucking do the Eric Lyncher from the Holocaust anymore. Right. It's just not feasible because it's fucking. <laughs> forever ago. You'd have to be fucking 80 years old to do it. So my my idea is what if they make it where it's like Eric Lyncher is a kid that grew up during like the height of like Jim Crow. Yeah. And like people fighting for like the civil rights movement. Like it's kind of it pushes it like 20 or 30 years yeah. forward in time. Yeah. I don't hate that. I don't think I um I don't think that Denzel's a bad choice actor-wise. No. I think he would, like, bring a fun, different take for Magneto, which I yeah. think would be kind of cool. Yeah. I just am waiting for the internet to take a big blood shit all over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to marinate on... I didn't hear about this. And I'm actually even surprised I didn't hear about this. Yeah, well, it's it's like it's more of a rumor. It's not like anything set in stone right. or anything, but it was like something that kind of leaked. Like I think it was like the first part. It was like a couple days after we recorded last week, where mm. like it kind of came out. Where I was like, "Ooh, that that's interesting." Hmm. I wonder if it's like a bit of stunt casting though to like just maybe rem remind people that things are like out and about. Maybe. I mean, stunt rumor casting. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I like the whole idea of them kind of using that. Because I, I do like the idea of Magneto being part of another group of people that are persecuted against. Yeah, me so too. So when it gets to where the mutants are being persecuted against, he's like, oh, fuck, not again. Yes. Yeah. I do like that. Shit, he can even be from, like, the L.A. riots, because that was, like, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Like, it would be, like, you could totally use all that stuff. He was 30 during the L.A. riots, and then he'd be 60 now. Yeah. And that's old enough to be Magneto. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Well, 60-ish. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, that's interesting. I'm not against it. Sorry I keep kicking this mic. I just want to stretch. It. I just want to stretch, stretch my legs. Stretch these gams out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> stretch them gams. Uh, but yeah, that's all my news, Troy. Well, well, well. <laughs> do you want to do... Um, we do have some correspondence. Do you want to do that right now or do you hey. want to get into trailers? Let's do it. Let me get a let me let me pull up that mail screen because I think I finally got it figured out. Okay. For our mail screen. God damn it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Times 2. Yeah. This is from good old Eric. Uh he actually sent in two letters this week. My God. One of them we'll be reading for Monday's show because it'll tie into a theme of what we have for Monday's show. Yes. Uh, but this one says, Gents. Yes. Based off the recent Shooting the Shit episode, I think you guys know I used to work at a gambling establishment as a dealer. Yeah. We do know that. We do know That's that. That's a very interesting fact about our friend Eric. Yeah. Uh, the stories I would love to <laughs> fill you guys in on sometime... 
Oh, we gotta I, get him in for I a shoot in the shit. Some would make you raise an eyebrow. Some may make you cringe in horror. <sighs> I'm interested in that. Uh, Eric, get in here. We for a shoot in the shit. Might have to save that for another episode of shooting the shit. Horrific jobs Ooh. sent from my iPhone. <laughs> there you go. Very good idea, Eric. There's been uh, people suggesting we have guests on our shooting the shit episodes. Yes. Um, and I think that'd be a fun just to talk about all the jobs we've had because <laughs> I yeah. would fill a lot of time. Yeah. I know we've we've already hinted at our at the jobs that we've done. <clears throat> Oh yeah, but I've only just scratched oh, yeah. the surface. I haven't I haven't even talked about that summer that I spent moving shit from the old school to the new school. <laughs> you uh, learn a lot about the janitors of a school <laughs> when you're stuck with them for a full summer. Yeah. <laughs> uh so that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, uh let's line that up. Eric. Yeah. Just give us some free dates. Whatever you got. We'll open up. Let's do it. Let's open up our Google calendars for Let's it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. They, but his next letter we'll read on Monday's episode because it ties into the theme. I've already said that, but I'm just reiterating. Yeah. Okay. We'll tell you all about that at the end of the show. At the end of the show. End of the show. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> well, with I'm saying now you've you've got no bits. I'm saying that. I don't no believe bits. there's any bits. I don't get any either. So let's get into it's done. It's you done. know it. You know it. You know it. I only have one trailer. There's some that looked interesting, but I was just like... In fact, I actually saw one tweet saying that I should not watch the second trailer to Knives Out. Really? From, from the director. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I watched it. I know, I heard. And I was going to watch it, and then I saw the tweet, and I was like, oh. I don't think it ruins that much. What about, what do you know about it? I don't, maybe I'm I'm that dense. <laughs> Ryan Johnson's calling me dense. Anyway, I didn't watch it then, so I only have one trailer. Okay, well, I got three. Holy shit, Joel. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, uh, <laughs> since you, since you didn't talk, since you didn't see it, and you already talked about it, well, I'll bring up. What I uh, saw in the Knives Out newest trailer that came out. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I really yeah. want to watch this. Like, it really hammers home, like, that classic whodunit style where everyone is acting shady as shit. Uh-huh. And there's, like, everyone has a motive. Everyone is lying their ass off. And then, like, even, like, the detectives seem like they have, like, their own kind of personalities that just make them seem interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, even Chris Evans looks like a lot of fun in this. Yeah, for sure. So, like, the cast is amazing. Yep. The plot is interesting. I love I love whodunit type Same. stories. So I'm on board for this 100%. Do they show anything else in this that they left out of the first one? The first one? I mean, it, it's a lot of new footage. But I think this one does a really good job of setting up, like, kind of what's leading up to the whole interrogation process. Where, like, everyone everyone is acting a certain way, and you're like, well, I don't even know. Everyone is acting a way, in a certain way where I don't even know if I could trust a single person in this room. Oh my goodness. So it just... It just looks like a lot of fun. Classic whodunit. Yeah, and you don't get a lot of whodunits nowadays. You don't. 
What was that one, the, the la- latest one, on the train? Oh, fuck. Murder on the Orient Express? Yeah. That movie fucking sucked. <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> I wanted to see it. Yeah. But then I heard it was kind of bad, so it I didn't. It sucked. All right. Ugh. Who done it? Do you want me to ruin it for you? I don't know if I'll ever see it. Should I ruin it for the people on here? No, just forget it. <laughs> forget I'll it. tell you after the... All right, tell I'll me tell after you, the show. I'll tell you off mic. Oh. The dreaded words. <laughs> but, what yeah, else? that, and then, uh, well, which one did you see? I saw In the Tall Grass. Oh, I didn't see that one. You can say that one. In the Tall Grass <laughs> is uh, a Netflix film coming out October 4th. Yeah. Um, I actually chose it because it's based off a Stephen King and Joe Hill novella. Yeah. Since we're in Stephen King month. Uh, and it's starring uh, Patrick Wilson. Okay. As well as like a handful of other people that Ooh. I don't recognize. But... Uh, they there's this like couple that pulls up near this kind of just like this field that is this tall overgrown grass Mm -hmm. like six feet tall or seven feet tall or whatever yeah and they keep hearing like a voice in there say like to help them so they go in and try to follow the voice and then they just get lost in there and then they end up bumping into other people who are also lost in there some of them who have been looking for them for a few days and now they have gotten in there before them. Like, it's a weird, trippy kind of trailer. Looks kind of cool. And uh, if these, if this adaptation's as good as, like, some of the other Stephen King ones that went to Netflix, like, uh, last year, maybe? Or the year before? Yeah. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, those, we reviewed, like, those two that came out on Netflix before, and those are pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and this is only based off a short story, too, so I, I guarantee yeah. you they can stretch it out a little well, I've bit I've always more. heard Stephen King's short stories are his, his better lines of work. That's what I've also heard. <laughs> but, yeah, I have never, I've never read it. I didn't know it. Um, yeah, I didn't uh, know much about this until I saw it, and I was like, well, well, well. Fantastic. How fitting. That's fantastic. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty good. Coming on October 4th to Netflix. Well, uh, I saw... A trailer to a movie you're looking forward to, Troy. Ford v. Ferrari put out another trailer. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking more forward to it. Like, they definitely set it up where it's like, Ferrari seems like the biggest dicks. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, oh, by the way, for no reason at all, Ferrari sent you a telegram saying you're a bunch of bitches, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? We didn't do shit. Well, we didn't do anything. Well, then fuck you. We're going to beat you in your own race. (laughs) We'll mail a letter bomb to you. (laughs) But, no, it looks looks fun. And, like, uh, I'm for it. Good. Yeah, I I think it looks great. Yeah. I think I'm going to come out of that being like, wow. What a great flick. (laughs) Wow. Wow. But we'll see, won't we? We will see. I mean, I am a dad. Yeah. I heard it's a great dad movie. It's great for dads. (laughs) <laughs> it's great for dads. I love dads. And uh, the last trailer I saw, they put out a final trailer <laughs> for the Watchmen show oh, on okay. HBO. Yeah. And uh, this one kind of goes more into what it's kind of supposed to be about. Okay. And like a plot uh, trailer. Yeah, a little more of a plot, and uh, it looks interesting. Like they, it looks like there's like 
this gang that dresses up like Rorschach is called like the Cavalry. Okay. And they've just taken it upon themselves to just kill anyone that's like authority figure. So that's why everyone wears masks. Damn. So that when they're actually going out and like fighting crime like this, when they're not doing that, they can actually live normal lives because people don't know who they are. Yeah. And then like, like because of this, like it feels like the laws have changed in some way where they can just kind of capture people and interrogate them without really having any kind of means of like it's martial law. Pretty much. Ooh. Like uh Regina Hall plays like she has like a superhero name, but she's like an actual detective. Okay. And she just dresses up like that because she has to dress like that. Oh shit. And like their interrogator is like the guy with the mirror mask. Yeah. Who just like locks them in this room and like has like all this like imagery around him. And it's kind of cool because they like show it where it's like he's interrogating them, but then like all the imagery is like reflecting off his mask while he's talking to him. Right on. Okay. So I don't know. It looks cool. Okay. I'm still lukewarm on it. All right. But I, I mean, I didn't see the trailer or anything. I just about the idea in general. Yeah. So. We'll see, won't we? Yeah. But it looks it looks fun. Great. I'm for it. <laughs> and Damon Lindelof made a fucking made the leftovers, which is pretty sweet. Would you also consider the leftovers fun? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely, you definitely need to think about it. Okay. Very good. But there you go. I've never heard anybody say the Watchmen is fun. Well, I'm fucking Then they haven't lived then, huh? They haven't lived. (laughs) But there you go. So uh, that means that'll bring us into our... Turn a random movies, Troy, which now you got some, you got some, uh, got some work to do work here. to do because you're in charge of the quarterfinals. Before we get to you, Troy, we've got one more match that I got to bring up from last week. 50-50 versus the Pink Panther. Did you see one, Troy? I didn't. No. I'm pretty sure I knew one, but I'll make sure just in case. Uh... It was, I'm pretty sure I know. Yep, it was 50-50. Great. Took it over the Pink Panther. Also was 69% of the vote, so someone out there has got a sense of humor, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. 50-50 added to the tournament. Okay. Pink Panther's out. So there we go. We have the full list of our quarterfinal contenders. Smoke and Aces, Mortal Kombat, The Best Little Horror House in Texas, Beef for Vendetta, Three Amigos, This is the End, Mr. Magoo, and 50-50. Troy, I know you got, uh... You took down the list last week. Yep. What is our first quarter, I love a quarter, final match? The first one we have is going to be Smoke and Aces. Oh, starting on the top. Uh, against this is the end. Whoa! Yes, a little, uh, a little jumble them up, a little jumble them up. I, I like where you're, I like where you're going with this. Okay. So what was what was your inspiration to? Well, create? I'm looking at the whole list, and the last time we did a jumble up, I kind of mixed, um, mixed them up as so like genres would be competing against each other. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, comedies would be comedies, kids' movies, kids' movies. But this one, um... So, This is the End's kind of got, like, weird action-y beats to it. Yeah. But it's mostly a comedy. Mm-hmm. And Smoke and Aces is, like, an action-y piece, but it's also got bits of levity in it as well. Mm-hmm. And even though they're... I think they're not in the same genre. I feel like they're pretty similar, that they'd have a nice... And they're, I think they're about as equally as well-liked. One's okay. not going to just be way, like, <laughs> voted over the other. Yeah. So that's why I put them together, too. So we hmm. have, like, a... Maybe, like, a fun little battle that can go back and forth. Very interesting. That was my thought on this. Ah, what the fuck was that? But, uh... Got a big-ass bug over here or something? No, I was just... The laptop made weird sounds, but it's still recording, so it gives a shit. Very good. Uh, But there's some other ones on here that I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to put those up against. I know. there's This one kind of runs the gamut, so I'm curious to Ah. see what you're you're going to do. There's some that I want to see go farther, but if I put them up against another one that I'm like, well, it's out, then... All right, but there you go. I like I like your first pick. Smoke and Aces versus This is the End. Thank you. So there you go. Get out there. Get on your Google machines <laughs> and vote for which one you want to go ahead in the tournament of random movies between Smoke and Aces and This is the End. Do you have a personal favorite you want to go through in this matchup, Troy? Um, I do, but... I'm not going to tip my gonna hat. keep it close to the chest. I'm going to keep it close to the chest. Just wait until next week to tell us. I will. Good. I will. Good. <laughs> Good. 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 Do you have one? Uh, I don't know. I think you picked a good matchup here because I would not mind seeing both of these, but for all, but both for different reasons. So it might just have to be. Which one will strike me the most when I uh, decide to get out there and vote? Get out there and vote, bitch. Vote or die, motherfucker. <laughs> Very good. So do that at Review Review Pod on the Twitters. Yes. Check it out sometime. Well, that'll bring us right into our hot topic of the evening. That's right. The winner of the Tournament of Random Movies. Yeah. Coming off of Tournament Random Movie six, well, 6. This was. Yeah. 6. We're t- c- talking about 7. Now oh we're on 6. We're talking about 6. Talking about 6, baby. We're talking about 6. Just talking about you and me. <laughs> uh, Misery. Yeah. Based on the novel by Stephen King. Yep. Directed by Rob Reiner. Such a weird... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the only reason why I even wanted to say it. Uh, dropping November 30th, 1990. Yeah. With a budget of $20 million, opening weekend made $10 million, with a domestic total of $61.2 million. I would say it got its money back. I'd say not done too shabby for itself. Worldwide wasn't released. Worldwide. Oh, not that I could see any. Rotten Tomatoes has us at 90%. Wow. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb has it at a 7.8 out of 10. Metacritic, 75%. And the stop button... Uh-oh. Gave it three stars. Three out of... Don't know. Don't know. Don't, okay. don't know. Okay. Um, I also have a bit of an excerpt from that... 
uh, review that I would like to read because I think it'll make you audibly groan. Oh, great. And that's the only thing I ever want to bring to your attention. <laughs> so back in 1990, ignorant, bigoted, book-burning, fundamentalist, Christian psychopath women were, on, were screen villains on par with Norman Bates wow. by some accounts. Now they're presidential candidates. Who is this guy? I don't know. Jesus. But that's the only thing I wanted to read to you. <laughs> he sounds like a hoot. He sounds like a <laughs> fucking shit bag. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh my god. Um Oh, I'm, I got a bunch of messages. I just need to turn off my phone. What am I doing? Um this did get a few uh, award nominations and yeah. an actual win for Kathy Bates yeah. winning an Oscar for Best Actress. Put it away. That's right. She beat Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman <laughs> for this role. <laughs> like, she she took it. She took it home. This also, JT, box office-wise, is the number five Highest grossing Stephen King adaptation. Oh. Could you give me the top four? Oh, the Shining for sure. No. What? It is not. It's like 1408. <laughs> 1408 is number four. God damn. <laughs> uh, well, then probably It. It is number one. Yeah. Um, fuck. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Uh, the Mist? No. Damn it. This one isn't... Okay, so you're missing a big one for number two. Oh, fuck. Two being a hint. Uh, oh, it's chapter two. Thank yeah, you very much. The third one, I wouldn't... I wouldn't peg it as a Stephen King work. Okay. But it was written by him. <sighs> but it's not like a horror. What? Oh, uh, Stand By Me. No. Shit. Um, okay, I don't know. Green Mile. Oh, yeah, okay. See, I didn't even know that was a Stephen King one, to be perfectly fair and honest. To with be you. fair. Which, uh, to be fair. <laughs> um, that's it. For my T-Facts, I also want to go into a little bit on how did you eventually watch this movie? I had to buy it. You bought it. I bought it on fucking uh, on uh, Amazon. What'd you do? So I bit the bullet. Yeah. And watched it in twenty two segments on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I wanted to bring up subtitles was because they all had German subtitles on it. <laughs> Fantastic. But the movie was in ten eighty p HD. Wow. And it was all cut in five-minute segments yeah. that almost actually were nice cuts. Oh. Some. Yeah. The first few were cut in the middle of a sentence, <laughs> which was kind of frustrating. Yeah. But it only played... It has, like, a whole playlist, so it'll just play them one right after the other. Yeah. And it only ever played, like, three ads. Oh, shit. So it wasn't that bad of a way to watch it. Okay. That. So, I should have I looked it up on YouTube. See, I, just, I think I, I said up. it last week, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that shit. 22 yeah. separate videos. Yeah. 
ended up not being that bad. Yeah. So if you want to watch Misery, yeah, do so on YouTube. Find the playlist. It might have German subtitles on it. Just don't pay attention to it. <laughs> I think it's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's, okay. It's. I think it. Not that I don't like this movie. Just a yeah. little opinion spoiler right off the top here. Okay. But I don't want to spend $15 on it. No. I'll probably I, only watch it once. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. Was that the price tag? $15? Bucks? Yeah, it was about... That's about anything I found yeah, anywhere else. Yeah. I I was looking on the PlayStation Store because the app that I have that like tells you like where certain things are streaming said that it, you could rent it on there. So I checked there, but then it... I couldn't rent it, but that was like nine bucks on there. Oh, but I was like, "Well, fuck it. If I'm if I'm gonna own it, I might as well keep it on the app that I put all the shit that I own." Right. So then I looked at Amazon. That was fifteen. I was like, "Oh fuck. Well, whatever." <laughs> so weird that you can't rent this. Anywhere. I know. Well, shit. When we did True Lies, I had to buy the DVD because you couldn't even rent or buy it anywhere. Oh yeah, that's right. On streaming. How did I end up watching that? Did I think I let, let you bar- I let you borrow the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So anyway, what happened in Misery, JT? Well, we follow the writer named Paul Sheldon. Yeah, playing by James Caan, who is trying to get away from the thing that made him a famous writer: the Misery novels. Yes, about a woman in the 1800s, like a romance novel type. Yeah. Like, kind of like those trashy, like, $2 books you buy at grocery stores or whatever. Like, that's what yeah. made him famous. But he's like, fuck all that. I want to write my own shit. So he right. writes, he finally writes the book that he always wanted to write. And on his way to dropping it off at the publishers, he gets into a terrible car accident and is saved by his number one fan, who is uh, Annie Wilkes, played by Kathy Bates, mm-hmm. who loves the misery novels. Mm hmm. And he comes to find out that she may love them so much that she's willing to imprison him (laughs) and possibly dismember and disfigure him Uh into writing more misery novels. Right. Misery. Misery. There you have it. So, the... Obviously, famous scene is it's the hobbling scene, <laughs> which I, I every time I see this, I'm like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> they only they show they only show her doing one leg, but then yeah. they the sound effect of the second one after seeing the first one is enough to be like enough. <laughs> yes. Um, and actually, Kathy Bates like isn't like really up on doing violent scenes, at least when filming this movie. Yeah. So when she was, like, preparing to do this, she, like, was having a breakdown and started crying because she didn't want to do the scene because she hates, like, violence. Yeah. Even, like, uh, a scene later on near the end where she's in a little bit of a scuffle, she also, like, started crying before the scene because she just, like, yeah. didn't want to do it or whatever. Yeah. That that scene at the end was way more violent than I remember it being, too. I have never seen this movie before, so oh, really? I, I, the <laughs> only thing I know of this movie is that she hobbles him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, oh, so I'm curious to see what you think of the whole thing, then, at the uh, as we go on. But. Yeah. I, uh... I was actually surprised at a few things for it being like such a high regarded movie, especially because it's like an Oscar winning yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it looked 
kind of cheaply made. Yeah. It looks like a TV movie almost. Yeah. Maybe the budget was low and it was made 1990, so it wasn't like... Yeah. And maybe it's because it was like from a standard def and like made into high def. Mm-hmm. So it made it look like, I don't know, cheaper to produce, I yeah. guess. But it just seemed, I don't know, like... Made on the cheap. And maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. It was yeah. $20 million. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like movies like this that I feel like don't exist anymore. Where you... It's just like a very simple setting. But you get really good actors and actresses to play off each other on that simple set. Yeah. Where it's like you put most of your budget towards, towards the actors and not like these giant set pieces yeah. as it goes on. Yeah. Like... That's what I think is the most refreshing thing about watching this is that like those movies aren't really made anymore unless it's they're like a, a Netflix exclusive or something. Yeah, sure. Um, speaking of actors, I am not a fan of James Caan. Really? I don't think I've ever seen him in anything that I'm just like, yeah, he's a g- good actor. I feel like he was a villain in something that I liked, but I can't remember what it was. Like I just find him just lazy. Like I don't <laughs> think he's trying. In this, Kathy Bates, I think, deserves to win an Oscar. Like, her performance in this is really fun to watch her, like, be super, like, naive naive in appearance and very kind-hearted to just snap in a second. Oh, yeah. I was like, that's really cool. But James Caan the whole time is just, like, even when he's, like, kind of being tortured, he's always just... (laughs) cool about like, everything ah, fuck it and like then i read something on stage two is that like or not on stage on uh in my notes here i have that like he once showed up so hung over <laughs> for a shooting one day that all the footage was unusable <laughs> <laughs> and granted he did like a noble thing and like paid for the reshoots to redo the scene but at the same time it's like you came to set just like worthless Oh, yeah, he's the main villain in Eraser. That's what I remember him from. I, a shitty see, ass. I barely remember <laughs> Arnold <Eraser>. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've got this thing for fucking... I want to do more Arnold Schwarzenegger shitty movies. <laughs> I'll do fucking a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger <sighs> 90s spread of Fuck. movies. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a fan of James Conn. I brought that up to Chelsea, too, and she's like, well, I like him in a few things. And I'm like... You can't say Elf because he's the same character <laughs> in Elf. A dick. Yeah. Like, he's not... I, I, what? Somebody out there tell me something that James Caan isn't doing this sta- same shit oh, yeah. from this movie in. Uh, yeah, he's never played anything different from just being, like, a sardonic, like... Yeah, whatever. I don't like it. Yeah. He sucks. Yeah, he's like a lethargic, sardonic asshole <laughs> in all of his fucking shit. Yeah. So, when I was... Except I, except I, he was Sonny in The Godfather. I almost forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I barely remember Sonny in there, though. Uh, well, oh, never mind. That was... Okay, that was a good performance. Let's say. <laughs> I'll, I'll recant on my thing. Yeah, that was like probably like the thing that got him noticed the most. Just being Sonny in The Godfather. But that was made in like the 70s. Yeah. I'll say anything past the 80s I don't like from James Caan. There you go. Um, 
what else do I got here? Uh, I also really enjoyed the two side characters of Buster, the sheriff, oh. and his wife. Buster's my favorite character in this he whole fucking movie. He is my also favorite <laughs> character. I didn't know they existed at all in this movie before going in, and they won my heart. Yeah. He th- this movie needs a Buster in it because like e- the whole movie is just watching her just slowly mentally torture this guy in her bed. Yes. Where it's like Jesus Christ, can we get something else? Yeah. And then like they'll just bring in like random scenes of Buster and it's just like the whole time he's just egging on his wife, just giving her shit. Yeah. Like yeah, just doing a bunch of shit where it's like thank God I. <laughs> there was one thing that I actually paused it and had to tell Chelsea what the freaking back and forth of what uh, of it was. But he was going on about the freaking uh, misery novels or whatever. Yeah. And his wife just, like, gets on his case about it. And he was like, you know what? That's what I love about our marriage is that your sassy, sarcastic wit or whatever. <laughs> and if she should just talk major shit about him or whatever. Uh, keep it spicy. And it's just like this old couple. Like, at one point, the 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 wife reaches over and grabs his knee. Like, because she's, like, feeling horny or whatever. And yeah. he's like, not in the truck! Or whatever he says. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, not while we're no, like, when, when you're in this car, you're my deputy, not my wife. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't do those kinds of things to my deputy. Yeah. <laughs> Some shit. It's perfect. And, like, they could play this completely different. Yeah. Like, like a straight-laced, like, a detective cop. Yeah. And it's not. It's, like, a yep. small town, like, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm the mayor and the deputy. Yeah. <laughs> Like a, yeah. like a Gomer pile. There's one scene that I was cracking up on where, like, he was getting a phone call from someone that sounds like... It sounds like straight out of a fucking small town. <laughs> where all you hear is his side of the conversation. He's just like, well, if you don't want people sitting in front of your store, don't put benches out there then, Harold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like a total small town complaint. <laughs> I loved it. So it's like... You had this, like, mix of, like, this uh, kind of, like, suspense going on at this Kathy Bates' house. Like, what's going on there? Yeah. Almost mixed with, like, Fargo-esque. Yeah. Like, in, like just fun mm-hmm. on this other yeah, side. Yeah, like, the only real reason, like, he's looking into it is because th- that was the last place that he was seen. So, like, he kind of treats it as, like, a well, if I find something, I'll find something. Yeah. But beyond that... I got other shit to worry about, like people complaining about people <laughs> loitering. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I but really I also love, it. like, when he, every, anytime he gets, like, uh, like, a crack in the case, and people are like, did you find something, Buster? And he's like, nope, not at all, and just leaves. <laughs> like, he's always, like, downplaying, like, the shit that he finds. Yeah. I also love it that, like, he just, like, rented a ton of the misery novels to read at home. And he's, like, yeah. reading in bed. And he's, like, oh, that's a good line. Yeah, like, and, he's, like, getting, yeah, and he's like, getting into it, too. <laughs> like, his wife's, like, making fun of him because he's actually getting into the misery novels. Yeah. Oh, my God. They need their own fucking movie. Oh, totally. God. But, yeah. I was I always perked up every time Buster showed up on the screen. And his name is Buster. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's so good. Uh, but any, what 
any, anything else? Any like little criticisms you got? Well, going on over there. Like, my only thing I have against this movie is that like I think the movie is really well done, but like my only thing against it is that like Annie Wilkes makes me so uncomfortable because I feel like I've met so many Annie Wilkes. Yeah, I was in my thinking life. the exact same thing. I've met so many people that are exactly like her, and I hate all of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It like I've like met a ton that are like her marmy type of like act she puts on. Yeah. And it like makes me worry that maybe they do hobble people in their bedrooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just like those chicks where like they're like like middle aged, like middle aged chicks. <laughs> like they never swear, very Christian, but then like beyond that, they're just total assholes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas, like, they consider themselves good people just based on those two things. Yeah. And everything else, they'll take advantage of you, they'll fucking steal from you. Yeah. Ugh, I just... <laughs> every time... <laughs> like, I've, I've heard, like, reviews for this where it's like, well, Kathy Bates does a really good job of making her sympathetic, where I was like, the minute I saw her, I knew exactly what she was all about, and I was like, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> fuck her. Her. I don't know if that's just like a small town thing or what, but like the minute I saw her, I was just like, I know exactly what you're up to. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that weird like narcissism where it's like you have low self-esteem at the same time. It's like the minute anyone gives you an edge, they'll just fucking beat it out of you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I've definitely met people the same same way. Ugh. It's frustrating. <laughs> Ugh. I'm mm. just thinking about it. it. Leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I know. And that's the only thing I can't get past in this movie is that like anytime Annie Wilkes is on the screen, she like Kathy Bates does such a good job that I can barely stand watching her. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that being said though, like um when she comes in when she displays like other like aspects of her like um attitude and like life or whatever yeah like that one time when it was like raining and she comes in with a gun yeah and she's just like the when it rains i get a little blue yeah i have this gun probably gonna put bullets in it yeah and then she just leaves the room and you're like what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it makes you wonder like if she would have read that misery novel without the author being in the other room she probably would have just killed herself right there. Yeah, maybe. But, like, what was actually surprising to me is, like, how early on that she kind of lets on that she's, like, a wacko. Yeah. Because, like, event, like right off the bat, like, if you knew nothing about this movie, he's like, oh, it's a good Samaritan. She's a nurse. He, they got snowed in. Yeah. She's, like, nursing him back to health. Mm hmm But then... It's, like, fairly early on where it's, like, oh, the phones don't work. And it's, like, no, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or the we're still snowed in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, and she even kind of lets it on early to him, like, James Conn, that she's, like, kind of nefarious yeah. in her. Yeah, like, she's, like, a terrible liar because it gets to a point where she was like she's, like, driving. Like, she'll go out and drive and he's, like, oh, so the roads are cleared? Well, only one. Yeah. Like, the one that I rode on, that's clear. Oh, so the phone, so the lines, phone lines are back up. Well, no, just there's one at the hospital that I went to. Oh, so you take me to the hospital? Well, no, that's kind of hard. Where it's like, oh my god. Yeah. 
She's yeah. so, she's so full of shit at some yeah. at certain points, but it's like I've seen like I've even met people like that where it's like you can tell when they're lying because they'll say one line to try and like sweep it under the rug and then they'll change the subject right away. Yeah, and she does that so many times in this where I'm like, if I was James Conn, I'd be like, get me the fuck out of here. See, that's what I was like surprised. Like, granted, he when she leaves the room, he's like trying to like figure out ways to escape or whatever. Yeah, but like I almost wish that they would have kept, like, the ambiguousness, like, going a little bit longer in the movie. Yeah. Almost, like, halfway through, and then there's, like, a turning point where, like, oh, yeah, she's full-blown crazy. Yeah. And and that comes, like, rather early. Maybe the fourth part of my 22-part <laughs> viewing of this. <laughs> yeah. I think the first time that she shows that she's, like, when she's, like, reviewing, like, his latest book. Mm-hmm. She just is like, you You swear too much! And she's just, like, spilling, like, tomato soup all over him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even, like, um, she said that she didn't like the ending to the last Misery novel because, like, the main character dies in it or whatever. Yeah. Is that the one she, w- she was losing her shit over? Yeah. Well, oh, no, it yeah, was cause, his new book. That, yeah, because yeah. the, well, yeah, like... The, the latest Misery novel comes out while she has him there. Yeah. So she starts reading that. And then she just, then she loses it because Misery dies in the last book. Right. <laughs> uh, and I love that, like, it was from an aspect of, like, a crazed person like that to, like, the person who wrote it. And he's just like, it, it means that she went naturally or whatever. She, yeah. she went peacefully. You don't kill her! You yeah. don't kill her! She didn't die! You killed her! <laughs> but, and he's like, like, sitting like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Like, but I, like, a part of this movie almost kind of feels, like, relevant today, where you get all these people that are fucking, like, doing, like, R.I.P. Tony Stark. Yeah. We'll always remember you. Like, it's yeah. a fictional fucking character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, GoFundMes where, like, people don't like how certain people wrote movies or something. Yep. Where it was, like, see, the... the this movie would not even exist if we had the internet back then. That's right. She just write, start a petition on go on uh, change.org. That's right. Missed the boat. What <laughs> bring back misery change.org petition. <laughs> what uh <laughs> Um Fuck I lost my train of thought. Um All I can think about was her rallying for a change.org to for some <laughs> fucking Harlequin novel or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, I, I was also really, uh, happy to see that it's, god damn it, no, I'm fine, uh, rather short, it's, like, a hundred and five minutes long or something like that. Yeah. So I was like, awesome, sweet, like, I can fit it in this afternoon. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't have to, like, watch it in chunks. I also watched it <laughs> with, like, a good chunk of it with Macy, but, like, yeah. I was actually... Because she doesn't pick up a whole lot yet from movies yeah. if it's subtle. Like, yeah. if people are just kind of, like, arguing and stuff. Mm-hmm. doesn't pick that up. What was making me nervous is, like, when it was getting to the end and they were, like, really full-on fighting each oh, other. Yeah. And she's like, they're fighting. And I'm like, yes, they are fighting. <laughs> yes, they and are. fighting is bad. Yeah. <laughs> While Kathy Bates' face is full of blood getting her <laughs> yeah. head caved in with a typewriter. <laughs> 
<laughs> Macy's like, like they're fighting they're fighting and i'm just like <laughs> and yeah. i just when so she's sitting on like the arm of the couch and i'm sitting on the couch and they're like <laughs> she's like they're fighting each other and i'm like yeah remember we don't fight that's not nice they're fighting and it was like super happy about it so like <laughs> When he, like, lifts the typewriter above his head, and I'm like, oh, shit. So I, like, grab her and cradle her, and it's like, we don't fight, and we don't fight. Like, trying to, sh like, shield her face so, like, she doesn't see this bludgeoning happening. <laughs> it happens. Father of the year over here. And then, in, like, when he trips her, and she, like, cracks her head oh, off the typewriter. I almost thought that was worse. Yeah. She saw all of that one, because it happened so fast. And then... She gets back up again, and I'm like, holy yeah. shit, she's like fucking Freddy. Oh, I know. There's so many times where I'm like, oh, it's over. And then she comes back, I'm like, Jesus Christ. But, uh, and then there's like that big fucking doorstop that's like this big iron pig. And I'm yeah. just like, holy shit, he's going to smash her in the head with so Then I crail her again, like, we don't fight, man, we don't fight. And it's just like, <laughs> falls down, she's a bloody mess. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. But that was like the only real... Yeah. Well, that and the hobbling. Yeah. Are the only two really... Yeah. I guess parts... I guess if you have to watch it with a two-year-old, yeah. then you might want to be like, yeah, look over there, Elmo. Look, I just saw him <laughs> out the window. I almost love the relationship after the hobbling because it's like, it's like no holds barred from that point where like James Condestick treats her like absolute dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. before then he's kind of like being nice to her because like well i might i might get out of here and i kind of need her to get me out of here yeah and the minute he hobbles her he's just like flipping her off and telling her to go fuck herself <laughs> and all this shit but only for like a stint because then like he yeah. goes back to like trying to win her over again only to like get her in close so he can like oh yeah stab her or whatever it oh yeah is. well he only brings her in close because it's, like, then she gets this whole like suicide pact idea in her mind where it's like oh fuck i gotta be nice to her again yeah but, no, I was loving that whole small stint where she's just like, oh, you're such a kidder. And he's, like, flipping her off. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, like, I uh, I went up to get something and I come back and he's, like, just straight on choking her. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, what I miss? <laughs> oh, yeah, when, like, Buster pulls up and then she comes in with a syringe like, you bitch! And just, like, grabs her by the throat. <laughs> and it's just, like... Oh, it's so good. Oh, my like, God. Like, she still is, like, so... She still plays it up like they still are in love with each other. So she's just, like, always so nice to him. But then, like, when, like, things, like, come to, like, a head, she just, like, is like, oh, shit, I gotta drug you. And he's like, God damn it! And he's, like, trying to beat the shit out of her. And he's just, like, she like drugs him. Thumbing out her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yes! God damn. There's... Like near the end there, I'm I fucking love the things that they do with each other where they're just like <laughs> they're just absolute shitheads to each other. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty fun to watch. I yeah. uh <laughs> Like she like gets to a point where she's just like I just need I just need a warm body to like pretend that pretend that it loves me. Uh-huh. And then even when it's like to a point where he's just like treating her like, like absolute garbage, she's just like <laughs> wave hi <laughs> like oh look misery misery the pig there he is i really thought the pig was gonna come into play in this i was thinking so too well somali had a theory what did you think about all of the weird shit with the babies in the oh i wanted clippings? to i wanted to bring that up um so like james Kahn comes out and goes through like a memory book that she's made of like 
her early pictures of her and like her accomplishments of being like an actual good nurse. And then a bunch of the she saves clippings of a bunch of babies dying. Yeah. At her hand. Yeah. You can assume. And then one of the the like lines under like the headline said like Dragon Lady or something strikes again. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Because I wanted more explanation on that. I know. Did she just like want to kill babies? I don't know. Like, I ne- I needed more. Did on they that say that she bit. that the babies died at the hospital or that yeah. they went miss? Okay, because Molly's whole idea was that like she was stealing them, trying to take care of them herself, and then they would die, and then she would feed them to the pig. Because they have that one part where it's like one of the paper clippings about like the babies dying or going missing, and then like. The pig, like, Misery of the Pig is right underneath it being, like, a pride and joy or whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i fairly certain all the headlines said that, like, they kept dying at the hospital. Yeah. But, I mean, she was the head of the maternity ward there yeah. at that time. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, that's the stuff I'd, like, want more of to understand. Especially if she got the nickname Dragon Lady. Like, where the <laughs> fuck did that come from? But they were from? even, like, showing, like, she was, like, offing, offing people to get the position, too. And, like, she also killed her husband. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, how is she not in jail? Yeah, that's the thing, too. I guess the lack of evidence, maybe? Maybe. But even then, like, wouldn't old Buster know, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah Buster. Not, well, she ain't uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if like they, I guess they didn't. They just thought the writer was missing or dead. They didn't know that someone actually captured him. But even then, but then like, it was like right when yeah, there's he, this crazy lady that lives up the road. Yeah. Yeah, because they did like do like a fly over the house where it was like, well, you can't be there. Yeah. His car's not there. I was like, but she's. You still know she's fucking insane. <laughs> at least do like at least knock on the door and be like, hey. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a fucking writer in your house? <laughs> oh, no. Why don't you come in and have some hot chocolate? Yeah. Here, let me blow a fucking hole in your chest. <laughs> I was upset when Buster got I was, I know. the business end of that shotgun. And then didn't even, like, show, like, how his wife reacted, too. So I it's know. just like they just kind of, like, swept her under the rug. Too bad. Because, like, a lot of the scenes with Buster is with him and his wife where they're just kind of, like, giving each other shit. Where yeah. it's like, aw. I like them. I know. <laughs> but uh, this, I think the movie does a, a really good job at, like, building suspenseful scenes. Especially, like, yeah, when Buster does come to the house and he's like, can I come in? And she's like, yeah, sure, you can come in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, like, where's fucking James Conn? He's still in that fucking room? Yeah. He ends up being, like, shoved down a flight of stairs or whatever. Yeah, she drugs him and throws him in the basement. So, like, you don't see that. But, like, he is, like, immobile on his legs. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got to assume she picked him up and just threw him down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Because, like, why would else would she move him if she didn't, like, if she knew, like, some, like Buster was going to be at the house? Yeah. She had to be, do that shit pretty quick. Oh, yeah. She's not going to be, like, tiptoe down the stairs. She'd be like, get down well, there! Well, well they, show, they show her, like drag him down the stairs oh do they yeah i missed it then but uh but yeah i guess i was reading like some kind some facts for this and i guess they did misery on broadway and julia roberts plays annie in the in the broadway production and stephen king was like how the fuck is she 
Like, she's supposed to be, like, this big linebacker of a chick that, like, drags a guy out of a car in the right. middle of a snowstorm. Right. Like, how the hell does she work? <laughs> <laughs> did that uh, go very far with Julia Roberts then? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it did did well mm-hmm. on, on Broadway and stuff. But, yeah, like, I guess, like, uh, before this movie came out, like, Stephen King didn't really think much of this book. And then when he saw... Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes, he was like, oh, that's probably one of my best characters I ever made then. Yeah, yeah. And it's so, he even liked her performance so much that he, like, wrote two other, like, stories just for Kathy Bates. Yeah, and I, yeah, he, yeah, he wrote characters with Kathy Bates in mind to play her, to play that if he, they were to make a movie on it. Yeah. Um, another thing that came out, like, 20 years after this movie, like, came out, is that um, Stephen King kind of wrote this when he was like had a drug issue, yeah. And like the Kathy Bates character is like his a drug addiction, mm-hmm. and he's the writer, obviously. And so, uh, it's always just like him being crippled by this addiction, yeah, and can't escape it. And it just <laughs> the drugs love him so much, yeah, <laughs> that he just needs to have them or whatever. Or they force him to write stuff he doesn't really necessarily want to write. Yeah, so um, that didn't come out till way later because he he knew that he that's why he wrote yeah. it, obviously. Because like, like, yeah, he didn't want that to be like the main crux of what people took away from the movie. Yeah, or like when they were asking him about it at first, like he was still addicted to drugs and he didn't want to like, like. <laughs> Like, uh, except the fact that he was a drug, he was, like, a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like, he's gotta be on, like, on way too much cocaine on some of those earlier movies that I've Fuck. heard. Just by hearing, like, yeah. uh, how does this get made freaking uh, episodes where, like, they did... They did Maximum Overdrive, which, like, he directed himself. Yeah, that's the one which I'm Which is supposed about. to be, like, it's supposed to be fucking insane. <laughs> Just doing rails of cocaine <laughs> up at fucking weeks on end. God. Um, anything else about uh, Misery? No, not really. It, it, the the good thing about this movie is it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, like it's there's pretty not tight. really yeah, there's not really much to. There's not a lot of like uh, points where they go off in other directions or anything. Right. But I think it's almost kind of a strength of it where you you almost feel. Kind of like how James Conn feels in this, where you're just kind of trapped. Yeah. Like, the only times you really are able to venture outside of her house is when you're, like, talking to... When you're, like, seeing Buster. Yep. Or, like, seeing that, you almost kind of, like, feel like this big wave of relief. Yep. Where, like, oh, shit, well, I feel relief because of this. Imagine how he feels that he's stuck there for fucking ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I ended up really enjoying this movie quite a bit. Like it's got like a ton of acclaim even before I got my eyeballs on it. So I was expecting, I didn't really know what I was expecting to be honest. Cause like, I'm not a big horror person, Mm -hmm. but even then like there's not horror so much in this as like more suspense. Mm -hmm. And I ended up walking away liking this quite a bit. Yeah. Like I said, like the only thing I really hold against it is that I just fucking Kathy Bates as Annie Wilkes just, fucking drives me up the wall <laughs> and see like the other way around like i can't stand james Kahn, and so like that's like the knock about it like that i'm 
not really enjoying in the movie. Yeah, but for me, it's not like a negative. It's just that she does it so well that I just I see other people in her that I can't fucking stand. So because of that, I'm just like, oh, god damn it. See, mine is a negative. <laughs> and, yours, and yours is a negative. Uh, but I think I'd give it, like, a really high recommended B+. Yeah, I'll give it a B plus too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, check it out. There you go, Misery. So, uh, there we go. Now that it's a review, review, turn random movies winner that we've reviewed... Where does this rank in terms term of uh, the oh. other movies that we've done? God, what were the other ones we did? Uh, Write them down. UHF. UHF was the first one. Tombstone was the second one. Uh, what was the third? Was the third one falling down? That was one of them. Third. I'm gonna say the third. Third one was falling down. The fourth one was Jerry Maguire. And then the fifth one was Platoon. And then this would be the sixth one. I'm writing them down so I don't forget them and ask you again. Um, I think hmm. I got mine. All right, go ahead. What's yours? Okay. So uh, my number one is still falling down. Okay. I'd say my number two is still Jerry Maguire. I'd say Misery is probably my number three. And then, uh, I don't know, based on, like, that whole thing that, uh, Dave's dad sent us, I think Platoon is probably number four. Okay. And then number five would be Tombstone, and then number six would be UHF. Okay. Hmm. I think this one might take my favorite. Maybe it's because it's, like, just really? fresh in my mind. But, like, thinking back... To, like, Falling Down in Jerry Maguire, which I would probably put at my number one or two. I think I would rather go back and rewatch this. Yeah. Than the other ones. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> Misery's really good, but I don't think it's one of those ones that I'd, I'd want to revisit. Like, I'd probably, like, revisit it, like, after having not seen it for a while, just to remind myself it's a good movie. But I wouldn't be like, yeah, Misery. Oh, yeah, the same way. But, like, looking at these, I'm like, what would I rather watch right now? I probably want to watch Misery over Jerry Maguire. Like, I'd for whatever reason. I don't know. I've, with Jerry Maguire, I had a lot of fun with him and Cuba Gooding in that. Yeah. And then with Falling Down, I think there's, like, a lot of parts, like, Robert Duvall playing that fucking, like, cheeky-ass detective that I liked. <laughs> and I think just from those two movies, just from those scenes... From those kinds of scenes, I think I would like... I like those movies more than Misery. Okay. Uh, uh, for me, I'll put Misery at number one. Uh, Jerry Maguire. Falling Down. UHF. Uh, Platoon. And then Tombstone. Gotcha. I think. For whatever reason, I can't think of, like, what happened in Platoon other than the <laughs> disturbing scenes that I can remember. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it, actually, I think. <laughs> there was that part where they got high. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. There's the rankings right there. There you go. Well, JT, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Well, the only real thing I really got into was uh, John Wick 3, yes. Parabellum, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yes. I fucking love John Wick so much. Like, 
even like down to where now like the story is getting kind of convoluted. Uh-huh. It's just like it it's kind of like an American reimagining of uh those Tony Jaw movies you used to watch when we were growing <laughs> oh, up. Oh yeah. Where it's just like the story is kind of horseshit, but all the fucking action in it is so fucking good. Yeah. And every action scene is so different in its own way that it never gets old as it goes on. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a scene where him and Holly Berry fucking annihilate, like, a castle full of dudes with her two German shepherds. <laughs> and it it's so fucking good. God, I need to watch that. <laughs> Like, so, like, I, like, uh, on my lunch break, I watched the first half hour of this, which, if you don't watch any of this, watch the first half hour. Okay. Because it is fucking insane, because, like, how it en- how it begins is how it end how the last one ended, where, uh, John Wick, like, kills the, the villain of the second one in the Continental, which is against the rules to this uh, high table, which is, like, this assassin's club. Yep. Because, like, this Continental Hotel is sacred ground, so you can't kill anyone on it. So he does it, and then because of that, they put a hit out on him. So the first half hour of this is him trying to get out of New York City, and just everyone trying to kill him on oh the pr- in, in the way, in the process of that. Sounds and so he good. fucking... He has to go to a library to get something, so he goes to a library and goes to this book, and then this ju- this man that's like a foot and a half taller than him <laughs> just starts kicking the shit out of him, so he uses a book to cave in his, like, larynx. God. <laughs> and then he proceeds to, like, get chased by this Asian gang into this pawn shop where they go into this room full of knives and then it pretty much turns into a game of dodgeball with knives <laughs> with him and three Asian guys on the other side of the room just breaking display cases and throwing knives at each other. Amazing. <laughs> and then he gets chased into a stable where he coaxes a horse into kicking a dude in the head <laughs> to death. <laughs> like, not just once. Like, he keeps doing it until he the guy's, like, head is like a bloody stump. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds amazing. It is so fucking good. <laughs> and like the story is kind of convoluted, but it's like in kind of like that weird out of out of uh left field kind of way. Like even like if you've been following the story, you can kind of appreciate it. And mm-hmm. like it's so much of this shit is just people being like Hello, Mr. Wick. And then he just, like, puts down, like, a random coin. And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, right this way. <laughs> and that's, like, all the dialogue in this. Oh, is just, yeah. like, John Wick just, like, showing random emblems. And then being like, oh, my God, you have that? Yeah. Right this way, Mr. Right Wick. Right this way, Mr. And it's just like, what does this mean? What is this shit? <laughs> but then it's, like, all this stuff. Like, the whole John Wick series is like that. And it's so fucking... Stupid and fun. And, like, 3 is probably my favorite out of all of them just because the action gets so ramped up and insane. Like, the main villain in it is, like, his number one fan. Because they'll get put into situations where, like, they can't fight each other. And the guy is just fanboying over John Wick where he's like, I've, I've, like, 
I've followed you for the longest time. I, I love your work. <laughs> and, like, the only reason he really wants to kill him is so that he can, like, mark out for himself that he's killed John Wick. Oh, God. So it's, <laughs> like, the whole movie is fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I need to go and rewatch <laughs> some John Wicks. I feel like I'm missing out. I'm freaking FOMOing over here. God. Can't, can't happen. It's good. Very it's, good. It's really, really good. Anything else? That's that's pretty much all I've been into. Um, I read all of this series called Lost Girls by <laughs> Alan Moore. <laughs> and I'm going to save a good chunk of this review for Imperious Rex. I want to blow my wad, so to say, okay. uh, for this. But it is surprising how much i liked this really flipping through it (laughs) at face value you're like holy shit what is going on in this book you flipped through it i did i did see vaginas (laughs) there are vaginas aplenty in this book a lot of dongs a lot of uh a lot of cunnilingus in this book i don't have to say that uh, well. but a strength is its actual writing. Yeah. Because you actually, I think you actually get to like, like the characters oh. and it's not just a straight porn yeah. of a book. You actually get like behind the characters and like, it's a take on like Wendy from Peter Pan, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz and Alice from Alice in Wonderland when they're grown up. Yeah. And like they tell stories about their lives or their like tales about them yeah but it's in this twisted perverted sexual take okay and through there's three books of it (laughs) and it's a pretty quick read because it's told in 30 chapters yeah and each chapter is only eight pages oh really so it goes pretty quick and as the books continue it gets more debaucherous and pushing more of the envelope in terms of like kinks, yeah, and not even, not even I don't know, kinks is the right word, but like <laughs> almost what you can get away with. God. So like the the first is just like they're all these three women's like sexual awakening, right? Yeah. Um, and the second book gets to know about like more of their past stories. Where they take, like, let's just say Dorothy for the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Instead of, like, actually meeting a, the cowardly lion, she lived on this Kansas farm and met, like, a farmhand who was a tad, like, sheepish or whatever. But he yeah. was a big, burly guy. Yeah. And when he banged her, he gained the courage to talk to more people. Oh, God. And that's the kind of, like, story that we're dealing with here. That's Kind of grossly interesting. <laughs> and it is interesting. <laughs> By the time they get to the third book, they've added, like, incestuous stuff <laughs> in there. A tad a sprinkle of bestiality. Oh! Uh, <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. It's... It is not for kids. So they pretty much turn it into like these women are making up the stories that we know to deal 
with like the repression of going through these experiences. Um, you could take it like that, but it's more or less like so like Alice, for instance. Yeah. Her stories, the tales you know, are rather trippy. Like yeah. going through a yep. mirror, going through Wonderland and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like her backstory is like a drug addled freaking mess. Oof. Like she gets she meets like the queen the quote queen of hearts. Yeah. And like she almost becomes like her pimp. It's kind like in a the simplest form of just yeah. explanation right now. Yeah. And gets her so hopped up on opium that she gets addicted to it and will do anything to get it. Jesus. And then it's like a slow downfall of like her character until she can finally re- get away from her. And all of it is like <laughs> debaucherous acts. And like by the time like it gets to the end also, I feel like the writing gets a little more blue. <laughs> and it's not as eloquently written. Yeah. The, but the 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 first book would be like Oh, I met this farmhand and I felt his length penetrate me yeah. until he erupted in a glorious orgasm yeah. or whatever it was. And by but, the end, he's like, <laughs> I choked on his cock. Uh, yeah, almost. <laughs> like he, One of the lines that stuck with me was like, he compacted my bowel oh. <laughs> by doing me in my ass. And God. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> So I'll read all of those. <laughs> Look forward to what me and Dave have to say coming up pretty soon. I can't wait for these Rex. imperious sex shows. <laughs> I usually don't watch your guys' show, but I'm going to watch these. The This is the last one we need to record. All the other imperious sex stuff is already recorded. Yeah. I needed more time to read this one. <laughs> and I got it done. I don't blame you. But I knocked it out in a weekend. Jesus. Like, Chelsea just, like, looks over at me and I'm reading this book, like, licking my finger and turning a page. And she's just, like, over here pitching a tent. <laughs> and she just, like, <laughs> reading your porn. And, of course, like, it's got, like, storybook-esque, like, images on it. So Macy just wants to look through that book oh, so bad. Christ. And I'm like, oh, my no, God, no. No. <laughs> she... Mate, or uh, Chelsea wants me to sell these books as soon as possible. I'm like, I think I might want to just keep them around. I might uh, want to read these. Yeah, I think you would like them. I think I know, you just would. from what you've explained, I'm kind of interested in like seeing what my own interpretation of it would be. And there's like a weird ending too that I is like leaves it open to like kind of interpretation as well. Ooh. So like, I kind of want to go back and reread it because I was a little tired when I read it. I'm like, oh, it's going this direction. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. So anyway, I, I would suggest it to you. I wouldn't right. suggest it to everybody, but yeah. I would suggest it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's pretty much all what I've been into is just that. Fantastic. Depravity. <laughs> well, for Monday, since uh, we're kind of flying from the seat of our pants here because uh, based off of what we did for our... Uh, AFI yeah. uh, list from last from last month. Right. Everyone has been sending us their top five lists. Yes. So uh, we think it would only be fair if maybe me and Troy put together our own top five list. Yes. I kind of wrecked my brain over this, too. It was kind of hard. Cause yeah. 
it's odd for me to be like, shit, what are like my favorite movies of all time? I was just, I, I have my list right here in front of me. Yeah. I got all five. And I have like, like, uh, also like, uh, why am I trying to say like, Stuff that could also fit in there, too, yeah. depending on my mood. Oh, yeah. Like, honorable mentions. Yeah. But, like, I think these are... Well, we'll get into it on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get into it on the show. I think, yeah. I've, I've got, like, a set couple of movies, but everything else could probably be interchanged by something else, like, the next week. Yep. For sure. So, that's what we got coming up Monday. Monday. What a top five movies would be for our personal AFIs. Our personal AFIs. <laughs> Our uh, our TFIs and our JFIs. That's right. Uh, so catch that yeah. come Monday. And then next Thursday, Troy, I got yes. you on pins and needles. Yes. Because uh, we're ending yeah. Stephen King September with a movie that I've picked out that is based on a written work of Stephen King. And Troy, I know that I've you've heard me say for the longest time that I want to do some more crazy... Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Yes. Stephen King wrote a little story called The Running Man. What? That was made into a film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay. So okay. for next week, <laughs> okay, we're doing Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Running Man. All right. <laughs> All right. I was as blown away by, as same as you where I was like, oh, what, what else is Stephen King... Because I was thinking, like, is he right, talking about, like, like, the Langoliers or something like that? What's fucking st <laughs> stupid, fucking crazy looking. But, all right, The Running no. Man. Yeah. Very good. The Running Man is based off of a story written by Stephen King. Okay. And I've heard it's just fucking insanity. It's got fucking Jesse Ventura in it. <laughs> I've never seen it, so let's do it. It's got one of probably the worst puns ever in it, where I guess there's a guy called Sub-Zero, uh -huh. and then when Arnold Schwarzenegger kills him, he says, Sub-Zero, now, Plane Zero! <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is kind of the gold you're looking forward to for next week. Perfect. I can't fucking wait. The Running Man. So, The Running Man. Get into it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm, I can't fucking wait. Set your dials to the fucking running man. Here we go. All right. So, JT, if people want to hit you up about other fun Stephen King works, where can they do hey, that? Hey, find me at Bucky for on Twitter. Also, Bucky for on Instagram and Bucky for on Snapchat. Troy. You can hit me up at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can hit both of us up at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. You can also go there to vote for the Tourney of Random Movies. That's this right. We got our, our quarter, I love a quarter final matchup that Troy put together with Smoke and Aces versus This is the End. That's right. So check that out. Vote with your hearts and your minds and your phones. But mostly your penises. <laughs> That's right. Mostly your penises. <laughs> if anything, only your penises. Only your penises. Um, women, also. Also your penises. Your penises. Yeah. Uh. You own the penis of the man you're with. Just let, we'll we'll just say that. Just find something phallic, and just vote with it. Something. A hot dog you found <laughs> on the floor. 
we should probably move on. <laughs> I feel like we're going down a road. Yeah, I know. Uh, you may like this show, so you can refer a friend. <laughs> you might not like it anymore, but if you still like it. <laughs> I got derailed so hard, I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> so if you'd like to refer a friend to our show, you could do so at a bunch of different places. Our hosting site is reviewreviewpod.podbean.com uh, but we're on a slew of other things such as Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts and if you listen to us on the latter you can uh, rate and review us there because if you like the show that helps other people find the show Yeah. And if you want to write in such as Eric did this yeah. evening and Eric did Monday yeah uh, you can that. do that at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yeah. There you go. There's the show. Good show there, bud. A good show there, bud. Yeah. Good show. Oh, I got to <laughs> write something down to bring up on Monday. Uh-oh. Fargo? <laughs> Here we go. But that, it will do it until we get to our top five personal AFIs. Our personal AFIs for this month. This is probably the show that we should probably end it on. That's it. The best movies we've ever we've ever seen. That's right. Who gives a shit about what else we're gonna talk about? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> fuck this shit. Fuck this show. <laughs> show sucks. We're over. We're over, man. This is fucking it. This is it. <laughs> so until we just end it all, I've I've been J23K. <laughs> I've been short of the Max Extreme. We are off. off.